Hello and welcome to the Excel Against the Odds podcast. I am your host, Sarah Berton, a chronically ill business mentor for business owners with chronic illnesses. I balance running multiple businesses, living with several chronic illnesses and raising my family. In this podcast, I tackle the complexities, everyday challenges and solutions of working with a chronic illness. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Excel Against the Odds podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Alexis Bushnell, who is a social media guide and the founder of Social Media for Humans. Welcome, Alexis. How are you today? Hi, hi. Yes, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. And um, would you mind telling us a bit about yourself and what you do? Yes, like you say, I'm Alexis Bushnell. My pronouns are she, her, um, and I am a social media guide, which basically means I work with people who tend to be neurodivergent, but I'll work with anybody. But because I tend to work with people who are overwhelmed with social media, who feel like the traditional advice isn't working for them. I'm sure you've seen the traditional advice of just post more stuff, just be on more platforms, just spend your life creating content, don't do your job you know just just do social media um and so I work with people who are finding that like they they can't do that it's not feasible for them because they have to do their actual job they don't enjoy just churning out content they maybe don't like the platforms that they're using and basically I work with them to find ways to use social media in a way that works for them that makes sense to them and their business and that doesn't overwhelm them and add endless things to their to-do list Fantastic. I think that's probably very much needed because, as you say, the message out there is just to post and post and post. And you have a job to do, you have a business to run, and it's impossible just to keep posting all day. Um, obviously, it sounds like you make your advice very um, individual for the person who yes. is doing it. Is there any general yeah. advice that you can give around around if you, if you don't want to be posting all the time? Is there a, a way of changing your mindset that you don't feel like you have to? I think a lot of it, like you say, is a mindset thing and it is trying stuff, which tends to be what I say to everybody when people say, even in my membership or if I'm working with someone one-on-one and they're like, well, shall I do this or shall I do that? And I'm like, well, try it, try it, see, see what works for you, because it depends on your own audience. It depends on how your business is set up. It depends on so many different things. So the best thing you can do is give stuff a try and see what happens. Because especially when it comes to sort of like outreach engagement and posting engagement focused posts rather than just promoting all the time. One of the things that people come to me and say, like, oh, I really hate social media. You know, I just post something. It's crickets. Nobody wants to talk to me, blah, 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 blah. And I say, like, well, have you tried like posting an intro post? You know, put a picture of your face out there. You know, explain a little bit about yourself. Get people to, to share a bit about themselves. And people are always surprised when it does well. And then they get comments that are like, oh, it's lovely to see you. You know, you look like a lovely kind of person. You look really friendly. I didn't know this about you. Here's a little bit about me. And they suddenly go, wow, social media isn't like the hellhole that I thought it was. There's actually like real people who want to have conversations out there. But it is a case of actually just trying stuff because and allowing people to prove you wrong, basically. Fantastic. And it's right. It's Social media should be a community, shouldn't it? Rather than just posting and then forgetting about it. It's about building up those relationships and having those conversations. 
Yes, exactly. It really is. And community is kind of the heart of why teach really is finding your communities online, building your own community online and engaging with it as a community and as a social thing rather than I'm going to post this stuff and I'm going to sell a million pounds worth of things because I posted on like that's just not how it works that no (laughs) I love what you say about trying different things I think it was a post that you wrote last week around looking at your social media more as an experiment see just putting something out there and seeing if it works rather than than seeing it as as a failure or a success just trying different things and I love that aspect of it it's a complete mindset change but it really resonated with me because if you can see posting on social media as a bit of fun and a bit of an experiment then you can try all different types of things and see what really works exactly exactly and I think the thing that a lot of the uh shall we say thought leaders in social media the ones who are talking to business owners a lot of them seem to have this attitude that there is this one size fits all and that if you do this, then, then this will happen or whatever. And actually, if you speak to social media managers, like the people who are actually doing social media for, you know, different clients and things, they will tell you, like, there isn't. It, you have to try stuff, partly because it depends, like I say, on the audience you're working with, on the business, on what your goals are for social media. And it also, like, social media is forever changing. There is no, even if you found the, quote, perfect social media strategy for you it would work for like a day and then it would change because new things get added things get removed algorithms get shifted and tweaked there is you're never going to be perfect at social media so give it up and just sort of give it a go try some stuff have some fun with it Brilliant. I love that advice. (laughs) And um, you say about putting your face on social media. If somebody feels a bit apprehensive about doing that, um, they don't really like to have their face out there. Is there any advice that you could give them to have that courage to show their face on social media? I actually I have I have a tip podcast episode, little plug here on like getting on video um, if you're really nervous about video. But basically, baby steps. I'm a big fan of baby steps. And I think If you can try doing video where maybe there's no, your face isn't in it, but if you like, if you do a job where you're, well, any typing, if you're knitting, if you're creating anything with your hands, something like that, do a video where so just your hands are in it, but not your face. Or even if you go for a walk, go outside, go visit somewhere, um, do some video content where you're talking over it, but your face isn't in it. It's figuring out like where the block is for you. Like, what is it that you're like, is it, is it you don't want your face on there? Is it you don't like your voice and how your voice sounds? Is it you're worried how you'll come across? And then finding ways to gradually work up to that. Because again, what people do tend to find is once they start doing it, people are lovely by and large, even on the internet, people are lovely and supportive. And a lot of people find when they start posting videos or photos of themselves, people are really like, they love it, that they cheer you on, you know, they want to see you and they want to connect with you. So if you can find those small baby steps that you can put out there and push yourself just a little bit, and then you get that response, it helps you to go, okay, it's it's really genuinely not as scary. People aren't going to yell at me and call me this and say that about me. They're actually just going to go, 
you're amazing. I love seeing your face. It's so great to, to actually finally sort of see you and get a vibe off you or whatever it is. Amazing. Thank you for that. That's really great advice. And um, obviously this, this podcast is for people with chronic illnesses. And I think people with chronic illnesses have less time in general than other people to do the posting and to be out there on social media. Have you got any advice for somebody with chronic illness who's got their own business and is just really struggling to get their face out or get their posts out there? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. And one of them is repurpose your content. Like I, I am a big fan of repurposing your content, whether that is literally just copy pasting it and have it like go out on a, a schedule of like every six months, just the, the same post goes out or whatever it is. Um, whether that's using uh, blog posts you've written, podcasts that you've done or been on, videos you've created previously, chopping them up differently, using different quotes from them and just getting that out there. So reuse your content. Don't think like, oh, I created this post. Now I can't ever use it again. Like you can. And also the same with like images and media that you use with it. You don't constantly have to have new images and new media new videos and whatever um, you can reuse stuff so don't be afraid to reuse stuff because that will make it a lot easier when you're not staring at a blank content calendar and going oh, no I need like seven posts or whatever it is um, you can just fill in whatever you need with reusable content um, and also do do less stop if you are setting yourself a goal of saying like, I want to do a post every day, or I want to do a post every three days even, and you can't do it, then don't, that change the goal. Like it is much, much, much better to be consistent on social media, i.e. posting once a week or even once a month. If you can do that every month, than it is to say, I want to post three times a week and then you do that one week and then the next week there's nothing and then the next week there's one thing it is much much better to sort of be consistent less often than to set yourself up to fail basically oh fantastic advice and I guess that if you set, if you set yourself a goal but make it on the less on the lower side so as you say once a month or once a fortnight you can then always increase that once you get confidence that you can deliver that so have a few months of doing that consistently and then you can up that slightly and just but keep it real and keep it in realistic with with your condition and your business exactly and this ties into repurposing as well because if you if, say you you're starting totally from scratch you're not really on social media at all and you start doing one post a week and you're like okay i'm gonna do one post a week every week in three months you're going to have a backlog of posts that you can then reuse so you can start reusing those posts and then maybe you can go up you can continue creating one new post a week but you will have two posts going out a week because you will also have older content um, so it's it's using what you've got both time-wise effectively and the actual content you've already got and I think people are generally surprised as well about how much content they've already got that they can reuse because if you've been writing blog posts or newsletters if you've been guests on podcasts if you've created video content you there are so many posts that you can get from like one piece of content so you don't even have to have like hundreds of thousands of back catalog of whatever you know from one blog post you can be getting five, six, seven, maybe more, depending on how long it is, pieces of content that you can then use on social media. So 
it is it and a lot of it I find for people is this sort of mindset block of like but I shouldn't be reusing content I've already told people about this piece of content they they don't remember (laughs) and I guess it's quite possible they haven't even seen it the first time because your post only gets shown to a very small percentage doesn't it of your followers it really does it really does and I like the, the I like to play a little 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 thought game with people when uh, when they come at me with this like oh people people will know that I'm reusing my content and I'm like think about today or even yesterday how many pieces of content do you actually remember that you saw on social media like just think now how many maybe at a push five perhaps maybe because they were like your favorite creators or there was like a really great thing that made you think you don't remember all the posts you've seen nobody does people are seeing hundreds thousands of posts in a day they do not remember and also I think something might not might not resonate with somebody one day and then they might hear exactly the same thing a month later and they're in that different position and suddenly it makes sense to them and resonates and so it's definitely worth putting it out there again isn't it yeah exactly exactly and I do love that idea of getting doing something like a blog post at the beginning of the month and then using it for your content for the rest of the month I think that's such a brilliant idea and um, it means that you just don't have to worry about it going forward yeah yeah and the other thing is I find from like an accessibility point of view because another thing I say is like repurpose your content in different formats so if you've done a blog post and then you do like a social media post about it that's got like text on on the image or something then do a video about it then do stories about it then use it in other formats because some people people are using social media in different ways and people take in information in different ways so and the same is like if you're doing a podcast turn it into a blog post you know because people consume and learn in different ways and so the more different ways you put it the same content out there the more people can actually listen to it take it in absorb it so it's better from in my opinion from an accessibility point of view as well because more more people can actually enjoy that content and it's less work for you absolutely anything that's less work is is good as far as I'm concerned everybody wins (laughs) brilliant brilliant and Alexis I met you through the entrepreneurs against the odds Facebook group um are you happy to tell us about your health condition and how it affects you yes yes I have a borderline personality disorder um which causes some some fun executive function things uh and uh some really wild reactions to stress uh which working in social media pretty pretty stressful sometimes you know uh so <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's a, a pretty fun time pretty fun time very sort of emotionally intensive but yeah do you think the re- because of that condition it that led you to starting your own business Yes, it definitely did. I, I would never have started my own business if I didn't have uh, BPD um, because I, I couldn't work a, quote, normal job. I just couldn't. I couldn't um, commit to, you know, showing I'll be there Monday to Friday, nine to five or whatever, because if I woke up and I was just like massively depressed and I couldn't even get myself out of bed, like I, you can't really phone in depressed, you know? Uh, especially as often as I can be you know so yeah it was the only way really that I I could work a job at all um but that I love it now 
now I, I really do love it and I never thought I would say that because I never really saw myself as like a business person or whatever um but I I love that I can work around my own brain stuff and if if I wake up one day and I, I'm really really struggling I just move stuff you know and I don't have to be like well I need to be working at this on this day at these times I can work when I have the capacity to work and then I can rest when I need to and I can you know shuffle things around and also I have the freedom to say like I, I don't want to do this like this is not something <laughs> I'm not going to be able to actually do that for you so here's somebody else you could speak to um rather than trying to take on just like whatever anybody asks me to so having that sort of freedom and flexibility has been just massive amazing and I know you're a very value-led business as well do you think having your own business allows you to follow your values and to be intrinsically uh, connected to them Yes. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Even if I felt like I was sort of mentally able to go to a, a an employment position, I really don't know if I would now because the the longer I have worked aligned with my values, the stronger I feel about them. And I don't think I could now go into a job that I had to sort of check them at the door even just a few of them I think I would just I would just be that horrendous employee who's like no this is wrong you can't do this this is wrong I want to speak to the boss you know like <laughs> at least now you can talk to yourself can't you <laughs> I don't agree with this <laughs> yes, we need to change the policy <laughs> excellent and um, with, with regards to your health condition are there any adjustments that you feel that you've had to make or had to learn to make with your business Yes, tons, which is kind of why I ended up because when I started, I just I just did social media management. So I did done for you social media from other businesses. Um, and through that, I really had to learn a lot of adjustments so that I could do it because it is it's quite a high stress job. There's quite a lot of content to create. If somebody is is hiring you to create their content, um, there's a lot of sort of on time uh, talking to people and doing engagement and stuff like that um, so and and it was also having multiple because I'm freelance so I have like multiple different clients and trying to organize that and fit things in and everything so I had to learn quite quickly a lot of workarounds for doing things and that's why I eventually kind of pivoted the business because I was like hang on I speak to, I like, I know a lot of business owners who are like, oh, social media is so hard because of all the reasons that I like was struggling initially and had to put things in place and change how I did things. So why don't I just like teach business owners all my hacks? That sounds fun. Let's do that. Brilliant. And that's a great way of doing it because you have, you've worked out how to do it in a way that works with you and other people need to learn that as well. So wonderful that you can share that with others yeah yeah and how good are you at integrating self-care into your daily life when you're running your business I I am not to brag but I think I'm pretty good now didn't used to be didn't used to be at all but um yeah I have I have learned that it is not a luxury <laughs> you know like if I would like to be able to work I will have to be taking care of myself 
it's not really a negotiable thing um so yeah now I I am I am pretty good at it I have a very sort of long and slow morning routine um I sleep not the best at sleep just not um so like I don't get up until about half eight um and then I have a very slow so slow morning doing yoga feeding the dogs walking the dogs having a nice breakfast and a coffee and a read um before I sort of actually start doing anything um because also I find that that gives me time to sort of connect to myself as well which is something I struggle with a lot is sort of if I wake up and sort of immediately trying to do work stuff I take on everybody else's everything and I don't have that connection to myself and then I fall apart which is not fun um so whereas if I have that sort of really slow morning where I'm just like very me focused it then allows me to know who I am before I start interacting with other people um so I don't take that on as much um and I I am currently working a four-day week which has been I'm gonna say hit and miss because I I started at the start of the year I was like okay let's do it let's just do it um and there have been several occasions where my best friend who I live with has been like uh you are supposed to not be working today and I was like yeah but (laughs) so there have been times um, but by and large, I am finding it really good. Um, and I am sticking to it more and more now. Um, and the way I've kind of managed to do that is I'm kind of a planner. I need to know what's happening. I need to know what's going on. I'm not really somebody who can just sit down and do nothing unless I feel really ill. Um, so I found that sort of actually planning stuff for my sort of days off and downtime has been really helpful and not specifically like going out and doing stuff but even like read meditate do an extra long yoga like stuff like that just having it having basically having a to-do list for my days off has been really helpful because I feel like okay I know what I'm doing I can work through my list but my list is like self-care stuff fantastic I love the idea of uh, planning the stuff that makes you happy um I always talk about making sure you do that in order to fit it in because I think a lot of times business can get in the way of looking after yourself but I've never really thought about it as a day off thing where actually planning your self-care actually gives you some sort of direction to the day so I really do like that idea of doing that yeah I am really bad I think I'm really bad at decision making generally and so if I wake up and I'd like, I used to say I hated weekends. And like, if I took a week off work and I would, cause like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you should take time off. Downtime's really important. And like, yeah, it is. But I would take a week off or a weekend off and I would feel worse when I got back because I had literally just sat around doing nothing. And I felt like my body felt icky and I hadn't, I hadn't even like cooked proper meals. Cause I was just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my time. I don't. And that makes me feel stressed. And then she's like, I hate time off. It's the worst. It's like, how do I? This is ludicrous. People are supposed to be like, yay, time off. Um, so yeah, since I've started kind of actually planning my time off and being like, hey, here are things that I'm gonna do on my day off. Here are things that I this is why I'm taking some time off. Um, that has been really, really helpful to me. Brilliant. And it really helps with making sure you identify what you do enjoy doing. And making sure you yes. do fit that into your time off as well. Because I think a lot of the time, we, 
we don't spend that time actually thinking what does make us happy what brings us joy we just seem to just go through life without really considering that so if you plan it you have to have considered that so that does make a big difference as well yeah yeah something else I noticed actually at the um start of this year I think it was was that like some of the things I really enjoy are also really draining either mentally or physically and I had not considered this at all this was like brand new information to me because I was like I like I, I am trying to learn chess I am well okay I am learning chess and I really enjoy it but I it is tiring like it takes a lot of brain space and it is it is tiring and to realize that actually some of the things that I really enjoy that like they make me happy I enjoy doing them it's like yeah this is awesome also are kind of battery depleting was really a revelation because it then allowed me to be like okay I kind of organize my day now by like things things that are battery recharging and things that are battery depleting so that I can kind of balance it out and kind of doing it that way rather than having like things that I enjoy and things that I don't enjoy made a huge difference because because of that balance because it was so tempting for me to be like okay I enjoy learning chess so I'm gonna spend three hours watching chess videos and playing chess and then I was exhausted (laughs) okay this is this is not working why is that turns out just because you enjoy it doesn't mean that it's recharging your battery yeah, absolutely and that's a good realization to come to isn't it so you can you can then adjust your life around it yeah yeah and if you have a bad health day or a bad health week um, how do you deal with that with your business I tend to I tend to I try I try very hard to allow myself to take the day off um and and just move stuff um and the same with sort of like weeks if I'm having a really bad week I organize my to-do list like works well my to-do list generally by like priority and deadline and things so I can easily shift stuff and be like okay well this doesn't need to happen this week so move it just get rid of it it's fine um because another thing I used to struggle with, I still struggle with now I have now I have a to-do list that does it for me so it's fine uh, but it's like prioritizing things I'm very much somebody who's like if it's on my to-do list it needs to have happened now <laughs> like it is urgent and important and it needs to happen now um so yeah a lot of it has been setting up my to-do list in a way that I know actually what is urgent and what is important like this needs to happen today this actually needs to happen this week um and then being able to put the other stuff where I can't see it but it will come back in a week or whatever um so I can I don't have to like hold it in my brain and be like oh okay I need to remember to do this like it will come back when you know and then I can assess at the time like do I have the capacity to do this no okay can it be put off again great cool let's do that um, because a, I do find like a lot of the the problems I have are very overwhelm focused, and so if I have like a lot on my to do list, I will just shut down. Like that will be the thing that's like I just can't do it. Um, so I will just move stuff off my to do list. Um, and then generally, provided everything, provided that's the only problem. Uh, generally I will find that I will like make it through my to-do list and be like okay now I can go and find those tasks that I moved and do those as well but 
it's just been like allowing myself to go not everything needs to happen right now um so do the stuff that is actually urgent important really needs doing has a deadline um and and leave the rest of it yeah i i agree totally i think um managing your to-do list so you don't get overwhelmed is such an important thing when you've got chronic illness and i think one of the issues that a lot of business owners have is that overwhelm and a lot of the time it is because you just put everything in your to-do list because there's always a billion things to do you never get to the bottom of a to-do list of everything if you would just brain dump everything you can never get to the bottom of it because as a business owner you're doing the job of 10 12 different other people so uh yeah managing it in that way is perfect because you're then in control and know exactly what's important and what you can leave for another day so that sounds that sounds great and you say that you will postpone meetings or um talking to clients for example when you are having a bad day do you talk to your clients about your health issues um or is it, do you tend to keep that to yourself? No, I've been very open about it on, on my own social media. Um, and I think it is easier now for me because most of my clients have either, they're either neuro, neurodivergent, they're chronically ill, they've got stuff going on themselves. So I, I am, I, lucky feels like the wrong word that I just know a lot of like ill somehow people, but like, <laughs> Um, I, I am surrounded by a lot of people and I work primarily with people who get it. Um, so when I when I email and say, like, I really I really can't do this today. I just this is not going to happen. I'm very sorry. Um, the response is usually like, yeah, that's fine. I get it. Um, but also, I think because of the way I respond, if people send me those emails of like, you know, I can't do this because, you know, can't get out of bed today. Can't do this today. Can't whatever. Like, I'm, I'm like, that's fine do you want to rearrange now or do you want want me to get in touch in a week or so do you want to get in touch like how do you want to do it um and I think that makes a difference as well that kind of lead by example if people know that you're not going to judge them they don't tend to judge you um so yeah yeah I have just been really lucky I think with with clients as well I think that's reassuring for people listening that you can say no you can say I'm sorry I'm not feeling up to it today because I think it's always that fear that if you say I can't do it then they're going to move on to somebody else and work with somebody else instead and I don't yeah. think that's often the case I think people are very understanding but often it's ourselves getting in the way of, of saying that because we are worried about people's reactions yeah definitely definitely and I think as well though we 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 seem to have this fear that it's really easy for them to just go and find someone else but realistically they've probably spent quite a bit of time figuring out that like actually they want to work with you it's quite time intensive to go and find somebody else and you know get get another quote find out if they're available when they're available if they got a good fit for you that's a lot of work it's much easier to just rearrange with you absolutely definitely and i think you're right people don't just move on they they, they it's, it's a lot of consideration as you say they've they've taken that time to look into you and um, decide to work with you so they're not going to just move on mm. and what important lessons have you learned along the way running your business and living with your illness oh wow how long have you got um I feel like I learn new stuff every day that I'm just like oh I didn't think about that um I think probably the main thing has been um sod the rules like I like whatever the official line is or whatever the accepted advice is like probably won't work for me so just ignore it 
um, which has been something I have been learning for a very long time. Um, I did find, even though I quickly realized it, I still would find myself in situations where I would see generic advice or somebody is running a course on like how to do this. And I would be like, oh yeah, I'll go and do that. That sounds good. And I'll try it. And it won't work. And I would still be like, that's my fault. This is the solution. It's my fault. I can't do it. Whereas now I have finally got to a place where I'm like, I'm not even going to take the course. Like, unless it specifically says it is for neurodivergent people, you know, unless it specifically very clearly says like, we understand these problems and it is built around that. I am, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not interested. Um, so I have, I think, that is really the main thing that has helped me is getting to a point where I'm just like, okay, the generic stuff, the official stuff, the whatever does not work for me. Just don't bother. Brilliant advice. And uh, I, I agree totally. It's uh, why I ended up setting up Entrepreneurs Against the Odds because I found that the generic advice that I was getting online and from reading books just wasn't suitable for my condition. And uh, yeah, once you learn that, it, it makes a huge difference because you want something that works for you. Yeah, yeah. And how do you feel that we as a society um, could help people with chronic illnesses and neurodivergent conditions more? <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. We could just restructure the whole thing. Uh, but that's, that's, a, that's a big ask, isn't it? Apparently. Oh, I think a lot of it is just compassion. It's just, and believing people. Um, there is a lot of people who, if you say like, uh, I need this or I can't do this or I feel this way when this happens, it's like, well, I don't feel this way. So you're wrong. You don't feel that way or that's not a problem. But I, like people, pe why are people lying about this? You know, I, they're not, they're not. Just listen to people and do your best, I think. Um, and I say this when I teach because I teach about accessible social media content as well. Um, and people like it's just a case of try your best. You know, if you don't have to have the perfect alt text or image description, you know, the fact that you have tried. And if somebody says like, hey, this image description didn't make sense or, you know, like, why did you phrase this? Why did you use that in it? Just talk to them about it. You know, don't try not to take it as an attack and be just be open and, and listen to people because I think if we individually and as a society kind of look at the whole picture and are like well we need to change this and we need to change that and we need to do this that it's, it's that overwhelm thing again and then nothing happens whereas if we take it on a a case-by-case -case and a piece-by-piece -piece basis and go I'm just going to give this a go I'm just going to listen to what people are saying like if you're running an event if people are running an event or something and um you you talk to a few people about their accessibility needs and you put those in place and then people come to you and go um okay you didn't you didn't consider this and i need this just go okay uh, i'll see what i can do let me figure out how i can make that happen um and just doing it you know baby steps again um and it's frustrating because like if i could click my fingers and just <laughs> make society just super inclusive and accepting and welcoming like that'd be amazing um but it's not gonna happen and I do think just everybody at every every stage of power 
um, just listening to people and believing what people are saying and, and doing their best to make things more inclusive and easier for those people is what we need because then those things start to become just normal and the bigger stuff and the other shifts can then happen as well. Fantastic, yes, I, I agree totally with all of that. And uh, a couple of questions that I ask all my guests are, um, who inspires you? Oh, 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 there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people. I think uh, Leah Rice from Heart and Soul Digital, um, she was kind of one of the first people who was doing social media that I sort of found doing it differently and she still like just really inspires me um I think she's amazing um Emma Cossey who runs um the freelance business lounge and the freelance lifestylers Facebook group um I love that she's kind of built this community of freelancers and it's kind of naturally become this community of like, well, figure figure out what works for you too, um, which is is really lovely. And she's just so open about her own journey, which I really like. Um, this is so many people, and just like, ah, who are these people? Uh, but yeah, those two, those two really do. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alexis, for joining us today. And please can you let the listeners know where they can find you. I can. I am uh, Alexis Bushnell on uh, social media everywhere, basically. Um, and also uh, Social Media of Humans is a podcast and also a blog and also a membership. If you want to learn how to do social media in a way that works for you. Amazing. And I'll be adding all those links to the show notes. Thank you so much, Alexis. It's been a joy talking to you today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have a chronic illness and either run a business or want to, then come and join our free and friendly Facebook group, Entrepreneurs Against the Odds. To sign up to my newsletter or to learn more about how my business mentoring services can help you grow your business and make it work better with your health, check out my website at www.excelagainsttheodds.co.uk. Have a great week.